Man, I'll tell you this much. It's, it's always fascinating, right? It's always fascinating how these things come around, how these things come about, how these ideas just play out in, in my mind. Oh, and it just makes, it makes you wonder. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the VA Talk Show. I'm your host, Marquis Anthony. We're back with another one, an awesome one. I feel great. One more day on, uh, on planet Earth that I feel amazing. And uh, the, most, the most sensational news, at least in my, my eyes, right? I'm elated because this weekend, as of this weekend, I am one week out, five days out from being sworn in as a peace officer of the law, as a peace officer um, in the state of California. And I'm very excited about that. I've worked very hard um, to get here. Um, this, the total process has been in the works for a little over a year. And the thing is, it made me wonder, right? And I've been in this situation before. What situation am I talking about? So I've been in this situation before where I work really hard uh, and and for a long time on something that I, I want to accomplish. And when I get there, I don't feel any kind of um, special feeling. I don't get a buzz. You know, I don't get a, um, like a butterflies in my stomach kind of feeling. I don't feel much. And sometimes it makes me think, I'm, I'm, am I like a psychopath or a sociopath? You know, whichever one it is that can't feel emotions. Am I one of those people? I don't know. But uh, recently I've been reading, uh, currently reading, as you know, we like to read. We like audiobooks and all that. And uh, many of you may know I have like eight hours of driving that I do in the, on the weekends um, just to come back and go back to work because I work five days uh, for that law enforcement academy. And all. Anyways, eight hours of driving. Currently, I'm reading David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. And in it, there's one section that I'm at right now, the chapter where he talks about running a 135-mile race on foot in the heat of Mojave, in Death Valley, you know, through the heat and then up to uh, a peak somewhere in Lone Pine or something like that, 135 miles on foot through the heat in the desert. And he was talking about how at the end of it, he crossed the finish line. He was getting interviewed. He was barely there at that point, delirious from exhaustion. And he said, you know, I really didn't feel much of anything. That sensational feeling that I thought I was going to feel completing such a difficult task, I did not feel. I did not receive it. And I'm not saying what I'm doing is comparable, but for me, you know, uh, this is something I've been working on. And to get to a point where, hmm, there's always that that same kind of sensation where I don't feel like a big accomplishment has been made. And people have to remind me in my life all the time about it. Like, hey, you've done this, you've done that, you've transformed. But I think... I align with what David Goggins is talking about in his book where he says there is no finish line. And it's something that I've kind of accepted. I haven't put it in that kind of those kinds of words, the words of there is no finish line. The way I used to look at it is that um, when you when you get more and more accomplished in life, it's not that life gets easier. It's just that you become stronger. And that's a mantra that I've been constantly repeating 
uh, in my life. And, and that's how I process situations. I don't look at something like, hey, the more I promote in my job, the more I excel at work, the more I, I get uh, better uh, mentally and, and physically and financially, no matter how I look at it. Uh, no matter what angle I'm looking at in life, no matter how many progressions and evolutions I complete, it's not the fact that life is getting easier. Life never gets easier. More money, more problems is a thing. It's just that you become stronger. And it's something that I hold personally to my heart. And I think part of the the issue for people that feel that they are weak or that feel unmotivated is usually, at least from what I see, they always need that carrot on a stick. They always need the next high. And here on this podcast, the whole point of being here, the whole point of being here and understanding how things work and trying to figure out discipline is so that we don't need that anymore. I don't need motivation to get me to do what I want to do because to do what I want to do When I don't want to do it, that's quite literally the definition of discipline. Doing what you don't want to do, right, when you don't want to do it. You got everything stacked up against you. I don't want to go to the gym. It's too cold. It's cold. I don't want to get out of bed. And I don't want to look for some clothes to put on. It's too cold. I I don't want to do it. But if you accept the fact that, hey, I get it. I don't want to do it. But we have to do it. We have to do it. Well, then you're, you're well on your way to understanding how discipline works. Think about it. That Those are some of the strongest people. It's easy to do things, as I've said many times. It's easy to do things when you are motivated. When you're motivated, you want to clean the room. You want to rewrite the story of your life. You, you organize the calendar. You say, tomorrow I'm going to wake up at 6 in the morning, and I'm going to go for a two-mile run. And then what happens when you wake up at 5.30? The first alarm rings. And what do you want to do? You want to hit snooze, don't you? You want to hit snooze? I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I I, I was that guy too. Trust me. How do I know? Ask me how I know. (laughs) It's because I've been that guy. Hey, tomorrow I'm going to wake up at 4.30. I'm going to go for a walk. And then I'm going to eat only like, you know, 1,000 calories. And it's only going to be clean food. I'm not going to eat sugar. Uh, I'm going to have no coffee, this, that, no stimulants. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I've done all of that. I've said all of that. And I realize I always take on too much. I always fall short of the mark and I always bail out on what I'm doing. February has is now almost turning into March. How are people's New Year's resolutions going? That's, that's a butt clencher of a question, right? <laughs> Not a lot of people think about it. This is usually the point where people have either given up completely or forgotten about it or said, you know what, I'm going to work on it next year. <sighs> Man, I'll tell you this. Um, you know, people sometimes expect you. They almost get offended when you're not excited about things. When you're not excited about uh, big accomplishments, they 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 almost get offended. They're like, "How how dare you? How could you not be excited? You need to be excited because this is a big deal." And honestly, you know whether it's a controversial opinion or I'm being a dickhead or I'm being delusional, whatever you want to label it, I'm over that thought process. I don't think it makes sense. Sure, I'm not saying take away from the fact that you've done something, right? 
Absolutely. If you ran 100 miles, if you ran 10 miles, if you ran one mile today and you really didn't want to do it, cool. But it's not about what you just got done. It's about what you're going to do next. And that's a haunting question. It haunts me. When I go to the gym, when I leave, for like the first five seconds, I, I, I say to myself, man, you did something today. Good job. And then immediately after that, I, I almost immediately get the next question in my head. What are you going to do tomorrow? And it's true. A lot of people don't want to admit that. Think about it this way. If I went and I made $100, I made a, a great sale and I got a $100 commission off of it. Great. Now, what happens if you don't get a sale tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that? Well, the sale doesn't really mean much, right? Your $100 doesn't really mean much after that. If I went to the gym and I really pushed hard, you know, I worked worked out for two hours. I really got a crazy pump. Uh, I, I, I My biceps are just, you know, gushing with blood, pumped up. I feel good. I feel like I look great. And I just feel like a monster. If the next day I don't go to the gym and the day after that I don't go to the gym, well, what does it really mean? Does it, it doesn't mean anything, right? I went to the gym and I got one crazy pump for two hours out of a 168-hour week. Right? That's how many hours there are in a week. It's 168. So if I got two hours of, of exercise in, it doesn't really mean much, right? It's not a lifestyle change. It's nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's almost like, uh, like a random event. You did it once. So what? And that's why I think it's okay. You know, accept it for what it is. Yeah, you did something cool. Yeah, you made it somewhere cool. Even for me, in one week, I officially get sworn in. Big accomplishment, sure. But what now? Am I done? No, certainly not. Because quite literally, it's, it's the beginning of the rest of my forever. I have to now go into the job and do the job, right? And what, am I just doing the job for one week? One month, two years, no, like it's gonna go on for a while. So if I were to just say this is the peak of my life, is I'm graduating from my law enforcement academy, then it really doesn't mean anything. It it really I, I'm taking away. I'm robbing myself of my own potential because I'm saying this is the cap. I never want to know what my peak is. I never want to know what my potential is because I'm always going to keep going. I'm always going to be strong. I'm always going to strive to do a better rep. I'm always going to try to make more money. I'm always going to try and hit, you know, one more uh, client up before I leave for the day. I'm always going to keep pushing. And, you know, it, it causes trouble. I guarantee it causes trouble. Um, one, one particular thing was my wife. She put it quite bluntly um because when i started this whole law enforcement thing you know there's a couple things that i really wanted to be a part of as i learned more there's a uh, special forces i wanted to be a part of the special forces a special agent and um obviously with special special agents and special forces comes special forces training special agent training and there's a lot that comes with that there's a lot of sacrifice that you have to make for that and tactically, it's a lot. Physically, it's a lot. Mentally, it's it's a lot. It's demanding. They they design it that way to break you, to to see who's going to give up, and to see who are the quitters. 
And um, from all the experience I've gathered, generally the idea is to make you feel like you're dying and see what you do at your worst. At your worst. They, they put you in situations where you quite literally mentally think, I am on my last minutes of life. And they try to see what you're going to do. Are you a quitter or are you for the mission, for the cause? Are you going to protect your brothers and sisters? And that's a lot. That's a lot for people to think about. And my wife, when I brought this up to her, I told her, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, eventually, this is my goal. Once I get my my experience and my qualifications. And she said, you know, the 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 thing that I love about you and hate about you is your ambition. Is the fact that you just can't, you just can't sit still. I don't know why you can't settle for what you have. And I love that about you. You always want more. You always want better for us. But at the same time, you always want more. There's a dichotomy, right? It's a, it's a split kind of mindset. Because when is enough enough? And certainly be grateful. Have gratitude. Be humble. Have humility. Appreciate the things that you have. Don't th- take anything for granted. Everything. Everything in your life is a blessing. And some things are just blessings in disguise. Some things are by design. Things that are hard to do are given to you so that you can learn something out of it. If you take the opportunity, you will learn something out of it. If you say, woe is me, I can't believe I'm dealt this card. I can't believe I'm broke. I can't believe I'm fat. I can't believe uh, I have asthma or I'm diabetic or, you know, I can't see out of one eye. If If you're thought process is this is what's going to stop me now you've robbed yourself of that opportunity you've robbed yourself of an opportunity to to learn something and become better when (laughs) i remember (laughs) what earlier this week i was at the gym and i just i was really just pushing and i wanted to i'm always trying to find that limit of when things start to really hurt and then i try to keep going just to, just to see. And I know I can never reach that limit without somebody just absolutely drilling me down. Because you're never going to do it to yourself until until you kind of mature in that mindset. And I'm nowhere near that. But I remember at one point I wanted to I wanted to almost cry <laughs> at how much my my triceps hurt from when I was working on my triceps. I just kept doing rep after rep. And I remember at some point I just stopped counting. I stopped counting. I would do like 10 or 12, something like that. And then I would rest for maybe like, you know, a handful of seconds. And then I would just keep going. I would do some more. Then I stop. I would do some more and I stop. And I realized in my head, I had no idea where I was at. I didn't know how many reps I did. I, I, to me, it didn't matter. To me, I was like, I need to burn out. I need to get stronger. I need to do another rep. That's all I cared about. I wasn't being so technical. I have to do 10 to 12 reps, the perfect, you know, range of motion. And I have to have an exact like 30 second rest. That's how my muscles are going to blah, 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 this and blah, blah, blah. I didn't care about any of that. For me, it was just about burning out and getting the next rep. I wanted one more rep. I wanted to see if I could do two more reps. And if I could do two more, I wanted to see if I could do three more reps, you know. And it was just, I wanted to be obsessed And in that whole process, you know, once I was done, I realized that if I hadn't come back to the gym the next day, it would have been for nothing. I would have just done it and it would have been like, hey, I did that that one time 
and never again. It makes no sense. So, you know, I almost wanted to cry at how much I was working out, like how much it hurt. And I realized, hey, man, like I could give up right now. I could. There's nothing that holds me back from stopping right now and going back on my bed and just, you know, curling up and 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 getting on my phone and relaxing. And um, it just that thought just made me just I, I just felt so vulgar at that thought because it's what anybody else would have done. So, you know, and I'm not trying to put down people that live that li- kind of life, but absolutely it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Too many people nowadays are just afraid to say what needs to be said. And I'm, you know, I just, I don't tolerate it. Like earlier today, I was talking with somebody and I told him leadership and leading yourself, you know, you got to own everything in your life. If you don't own things in your life, other people will own it for you. And then who's actually living your life? If you care about what other people think, who's running your life? Why does it matter what other people think? Shouldn't it matter what you think? You shouldn't be so insecure in your own skin. You should learn to work through that. And yeah, I'm not saying it's an easy process. It's a tough process. There's still things that bother me and I have to pretend it doesn't bother me. But I still work on the process of I'm not going to let stuff, you know, make me, I'm not going to let insecurity creep into my life again. I work every day to fend it off. I work every day to have people, uh, people's opinions not bother me and I'm at a point now where they don't. It's very rare that somebody gets to me and somebody bothers me. And when they do, I'm at a I'm at a thought process where I could say, well, it's not going to bother me in a way where I'm going to be irritated or, or, or upset. What I'm going to do right now is fix the issue. I'm going to get back and do whatever I got to do to fix that issue. One thing being like one time one of my friends called me out. He said, hey, man, like you got... You got, you know, some love handles on you. You got some beer uh, beer belly. You got some love handles. I love grabbing, you, you know, your love handles and, 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 you know, like tackling you and shit. And I heard that. It just pissed me. It pissed me off. Could you imagine somebody telling you? Hey, man, I like tackling you. And it's easy to tackle you because you got love handles. I got an easy grab, grab handle. That I, I was so pissed. And I went to the gym. Right after work, I went to the gym and I just attacked my love handles. You know, and I, and I started looking up how else can I get rid of them. I did cardio and I was so pissed. I worked through that, you know, and so I didn't let it be a thing where I said, oh, man, like I'm going to go home and cry about it. I'm going to go home and be upset or matter of fact, I'm going to be upset right now. I'm going to cry about it right now. And, or I'm not I'm not even going to tell the guy, hey, man, don't tell me that. Don't talk to me like that. I didn't even tell him that. Because was he wrong? He was just saying his perspective. From his perspective, it was easy to tackle me using my love handles. Like, that that was his reality. He's not lying. There's nothing that he said that's a lie. People would think, oh, man, some weak-minded people. If you're a weak-minded individual, you would think, oh, my God, he's coming after me. I'm so insecure about my body. He's coming after me. He's attacking me. He's offending me. And, and I gotta, I gotta stop him from doing that or whatever, this or that. You know, it's it's crazy, but it's just, I don't know. 
it's crazy. But, you know, I, I, I let that moment be something that fueled me into getting to the gym and doing more. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's wild how, how easily people give up. Start getting a hard mindset. Start being that person that is deviating from the normal. Right. Um, don't be that person that is going to get, have yet another opportunity present itself and say, I'm going to choose what I always choose. I'm going to choose the path of least resistance. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about this on the podcast. Every episode has something that you can take to yourself and start applying immediately to challenge yourself and start building that repertoire or start getting your reps in. There's nothing that's like, hey, you'll figure it out through one way or another. I'm giving you something that you can do right now. Right now. And start building that muscle. So I'll tell you this. Here's here's what I do. And um, it's it's built that mindset for me over the years. Here's what I do. When, when, whatever choice I have, if there's a harder way to do, now I'm not saying be stupid, right? Let me preface that and disclose that. I'm not saying be stupid and, and, and choose something that is like stupid hard or something that is dumb to do. But I am saying if there's a path of least resistance, look for what's harder and do that. Do that. Let me give you a perfect example. If you're one of these people that go to Walmart or Target or any freaking place with a with a parking lot and you scramble to the front and you're like looping around and around and around to try and find the closest parking spot you can to the front, try this. Get to your place, get to Walmart or Target or whatever and just park in the back. Park in the first freaking parking lot spot that you see that's all the way in the back and just walk. Think about it. Think about it. Everybody's doing what you're trying to do. Everybody's looking for the closest parking spot. Everybody's doing it. My fiance gets pissed off whenever I drive around and I just park in the first because I do it when she's with me and she gets pissed off. And sometimes, honestly, I will drop her off in the front and I'll go park my car all the way in the back and uh, walk my happy ass to the store. But think about what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is being just the same, same person, man, crawling around um, in their little vehicles, crawling around, you know, craning their necks left and right, um, parking in the middle of the street, turning on their indicators, trying to claim spots, waiting for people to leave, um, looking for the closest parking spot. Think about it, dude. You're just, your inconvenience is, is walking. That's what's stopping you. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. It's a couple hundred feet. It's not that big. It's not that big a deal. So there's something that you could do, right? It's a little, little, you know, a little pointer. If you go up to somebody now, I'm not saying, hey, man, you you find a. We can talk about discipline, right? Discipline is is the, is the fact that hey, maybe you run up and you find a a premium parking spot, <laughs> as I like to say, a VIP spot where, for whatever reason, you just happen to find a spot that is. Like, really close to the front, and it's just perfect, right? You just want to park there. Discipline would be, no, I'm still going to park in the back, and I'm going to walk my happy ass over. That's discipline. You can practice on that, too. 
But there's a little quick little example of what you can do. If there's a path of least resistance, look at what it is that you're trying to avoid and go do it. Literally, anytime, and I'm, I, I think I've spoken to this, like I've touched on it, but never really explained it in depth. This is the kind of top process that I'm talking about when I say that um, anytime I don't want to do something, it automatically in my head, I, I think, okay, great. Now I have to do it. Like, oh, hey, man, I don't want to get up right now. Oh, damn it. I said that. I thought that out loud in my head. I, I thought out loud. I don't want to get up. And now my mind, in my mind, I it's wired to where I got to now say, oh, man, like I, I have to. I have to get up. I don't want go to go to the gym. Damn it. Now I have to go to the gym. I don't want to park too far. Damn it. Now I got to park far. Like, like I challenge myself. It's like these little micro challenges, um, little games that I'm playing with myself all day to, to, to train my mind to a point where I'm always picking the harder path. Uh, even when I got my apartment, right, the way I split it up, there's two bathrooms, one downstairs and one upstairs. And I picked the bathroom downstairs because in my mind, Nobody else wanted to make the trek up and down the stairs anytime they wanted to use the bathroom. So everybody else, my roommates and my wife, they all picked the upstairs bathroom. I, I picked the downstairs bathroom because I wanted the inconvenience. I wanted to do, you know, the path of least resistance would be obviously, oh, let's just all use the one upstairs and the downstairs one is the guest bathroom. I said, no, no, thanks. I will pick the one downstairs and I'm, I'm not afraid to walk up and down the stairs. You know, so there's like... Uh, another example so there's something you could take with you makes makes it a whole lot different makes you see the world different makes your mind kind of take those small spoonfuls of medication to where you can say oh okay um i'm gonna take these little little steps and get on my way and be on my way to to uh choose and force myself to have discipline and and be a little bit stronger every day and, uh, you know, it gets easier as you do it more and more often. So with that, you know, that's kind of the podcast today. I thought I'd record a quick uh, one while I'm here and I'm off. And uh, thought I'd talk to a little point about that. You know, talk about how jobs never finish. The finish line doesn't exist. It's just all in your mind. You know, how, how far do you want to go? And uh, how far do you want to push your envelope? And, uh, you know, how strong do you want to be at the end of the day? Do you want to be just a normal person? Or, you know, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with being a normal person, right? But there is something wrong with being a normal person and expecting abnormal things like great wealth and great strength and a six-pack and a beautiful wife or a beautiful husband. Um, you know, that there is a problem with that because that's a mismatch. You can't have a, an incredible life living a, trying to be a mediocre person. You have to be an incredible person to live an incredible life. Um, and I hope this is uh, some kind of uh, foothold that you guys can use to to get on your way. If you enjoy the podcast, thanks so much. And especially thank you for all the support. Um, VA Talk Show is available on all all kinds of listening platforms, including Spotify, where it's uh, home base now, Spotify. You can find me on Twitter at Incredible.Geese or Credible.Geese. That's G-H-E-S-E. Find me on Instagram at VAXDesignHouse or uh, uh, at Incredible.Geese. Uh, 
G-H-E-S-E again. So super easy to find me. Thanks for all the support you guys have been showing me. If you know somebody that can use this kind of advice, use this kind of podcast, use something in their life, feel free to share with them or keep it to yourself and, you know, gain all that knowledge for yourself. I really don't care. But either way, thanks for listening. Hope you guys subscribe. Hope you guys check out all the goodies that are available through Spotify. Uh, if you check out the podcast and uh, especially if you want to support, really appreciate that. With all that being said, uh, I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.